Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Can you see it? Did you comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser in with a shot he scores a moment's notice at arm's length to the line Hughes scores in this existence take you to listen first career NHL goal Quinn Hughes makes it 1-0 You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I, don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. You can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs. Be sure to visit them online where you can get free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. They also have a retail location in Surrey that you should be sure to check out. My name is Dave Guadrelli. I'm joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer is Alex Lard. Yep. And Chris, I'm here for my last show Hold on. in studio. Except for Epic. Pre-order right now. You can get it on it right now. Series 2. The Young Guns. You know quads. The Young Guns. That's what you want. The rookie cards. You want them. They're fun. They're, they're exciting. The Young Guns. We got them. Zephyr Epic's got them right now on pre-order. Get your boxes there. Uh, ZephyrEpic.com. You mentioned it. You spelt it out. You gave the promo code. You gave everything. Series 2. Pre-orders available now on ZephyrEpic.com. Get those hockey cards. Who's a rookie you want this year? I was about to ask you. Andre Kuzmenko. Obviously, you want that Kuzmenko rookie card. He may not be in for the Calder. Get him a rookie card. <laughs> That's what I want. Okay. Uh, as I was saying, mm-hmm. my final show... Yeah, before uh, we go full remote. Also, I, I got a got a new mic arriving today uh, for our remote shows. Although oh, they've good. been pretty good recently, other than when you had the bright idea of throwing out that sandwich question. Well, here's the thing. Earlier today, I was having a sandwich. 
And no, we're not going to do that again. Yeah, final show here uh, before you uh, your life completely changes and you are stuck at home all day long. With a puppy. I'll tell you what. Puppies are cool and all, but man, getting a puppy sounds worse than getting married. Like, I'm getting married this year, and I think your life is going to change more with the puppy than mine is from getting married. I, I think, think they're so. both pretty positive experiences, wouldn't you say? No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying mine is more positive. It's also less uh, life-changing, I think. Oh, like, yeah. Like, what changes yeah. in my life? My fiance changes her last name. Totally. But we just come back here, and we're back to, to hanging out. No, I. there's no way I disagree what with that. What happens when you, you get the dog, you go home, there's a new being yeah, it's in like your having, house it's like having a baby well that it's even worse because there's a new being in your it's house definitely not worse than having a baby pooping on your floors he's not babies, babies you, you and i have had out. this conversation like nine times i've explained to you that he's already potty trained hey listen listen you think he's just gonna be taking dumps on the floor that's what dogs do man i'll let dogs you know if that. that happens but i i don't think it will or maybe you won't you'll just be like oh he's a little angel and then when you get to your house there's you know you got your your little Roomba running through. Have you ever seen that happen before? Oh, okay. when, the, when the dog lays one down in the living room and the Roomba goes on the automatic run. Yikes. But I'm also not really leaving him alone. The, I, the only time I do it is going to be very prescribed because I don't want to make sure he doesn't get separation anxiety. But like I work from home. That's a good, uh, it's a good poll question. Would you rather get a dog or get married? That should be a sub poll question. Uh Dominic says, I got married, a puppy, and renovated a house in one year. Would not recommend. Which one would you recommend the least, Dominic? Which one's the worst out of those three? Okay. Can we just move on, please? I got uh, my EP40 shirt today, by the way. Check them out. Uh, are they still available? Yeah. Okay. NationGear.ca. I should uh, look these things up. for The the link's in the description of the uh, YouTube chat if you want to get in on that. Uh, the EP40 shirts. Uh, quickly, another thing where the link is in the description. Uh, I saw Joey Pitt Oh, last you were out night. of the game last night. I could see your toque. That's right. Michael Quitlam Express dummied those Surrey Eagles. Um, I'm wearing my Express toque right now. Those on the podcast obviously can't see it. But yeah, big win. Uh, Adam Manji was... St- Solid in goal, lot of lot of saves in that third period. He was he was fantastic. Really, he got first star of the game. He earned it that game. Two uh, one Express victory over the Eagles. And hey, the Express were banged up. Like the Express didn't have their full lineup. And right. uh, you know, in true Coquitlam fashion, they uh, came out on top. Some other uh, interesting news. Um, as the, don't get me wrong, that was interesting. Uh, Canucks conversation just passed four thousand followers on Twitter. Wow. So exciting stuff that just happened in the last 17 seconds. So congratulations to that account. And by the way, yesterday was madness, of course. Uh, second show in a row where we've had a trade happen live on air. You told me to shut up, shut up, shut up uh, during the episode yesterday. But here's the thing. And I said it while you were talking about Arctur Silov, so you know it was important. It was important. It was. But here's the thing. Yesterday, I think some people, a lot of people would have missed this. Um, just because maybe they tuned in after the trade happened, or maybe they just went to the podcast, listened to the end. That interview with Lucas Forcell yesterday, I've been telling you, that's the first time you've talked to him, I think. Yep. But I, I tell you, what a great interview that kid is. And guess what he did today? Canucks convo bump. Scores again. Can't stop scoring in the SHL. This kid, he's 19 years old. Got the Canucks convo bump yesterday. Great interview on the show. Goes now on they're, the they're going to trade him, right? Well, that's the thing. <laughs> that's he's, the other thing that happens. He's Canucks getting to that guess. point where he's too friendly with this uh, with this show, and we know what happens to those guys. We'll see what happens with Aiden McDonough. He's been on the show Adam a lot. Adam Gaudet, Aiden McDonough, been on the show Rathbone a lot. Scratch because he keeps coming on Canucks Convo. One of our better guests, Mikey DiPietro. He was a good guest for right. the show back in the day. So, yeah, now that Forcell's here, listen, he's going to start scoring. 
He's going to go score goals for the Islanders seven years from now. So. We've never had Tyler Myers on the show. That's someone that's I been know, requested I'm working, working on times. it. Working on it. Okay. Uh, moving right along here. Uh, the Canucks, Chris, they are buyers. Now, we gave our Hold instant on, I didn't reaction. Get, I didn't even say the important thing. The whole interview, head over to the Canucks Army YouTube page. It's available there. We're uh, closing in on uh, 800 subscribers. So okay, people don't care. They come to hear the Canucks talk. They don't care about our personal successes. Oh, sorry. Sorry that the prospects isn't uh, Canucks talk anymore. Anyways, okay. Must, you know, it sucks. Yeah, that's the biggest news is Lucas Forcell came on our show no, in the last 24 people, hours. People missed it yesterday. They came here. They saw the episode. They missed uh, if you missed the Lucas Forcell. That's all I said. You're the one dragging this out. Why don't you just, okay. Anyways. Whole interview. Uh, Canucks Army YouTube. We had our instant reaction on yesterday's show because it came as we were closing out the show. But now that you've had 24 hours, almost, you've had time to think, you've had time to sleep on it, your reaction to the Philip Ronick trade. So I went back and watched uh, my instant reaction to it. And listen, I complete, I almost completely agree with everything I said instantly when it happened. The Canucks know what they're doing here. They're going out. They're getting... Uh, Philip Aronik, who is going to help this team right now. He's going to help them in a retool. It is a steep price to pay. It takes away a lot of their flexibility with what they can do this offseason when it comes to actually acquiring this type of player. So in my eyes, is this the best right D available? I guess so, right? Like this is now the best option for the Canucks moving forward here. It's still just the timing is just horrendous in my eyes. Actually, can we hear this? I think we got Alex here. Alex, he's he's playing. He's putting stuff up. Can we hear the Hughes excitement? This is this is great stuff. This is from Quinn Hughes. Hughes is the most excited person in the market. Listen, about this some trade. people are very excited about the Philip Peronic trade. Hold on, I have to interrupt you. I think you froze there, and no one heard what you just said about for the last ten seconds. Dang. Okay. Well, I was going to set up a joke better anyway. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Let's retry. <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, Alex, we'll get the Quinn Hughes uh, audio of Quinn Hughes' excitement because what I was saying is. You know, Quinn Hughes must be the most excited person about this trade mm. in the market. Uh, here is Quinn Hughes talking about the Canucks' acquisition of Philip Ronick, who many expect to be his new defense partner. Your reaction to the trade yesterday and adding Philip Ronick to your back? <clears throat> yeah, it should be good and excited for him to get here. Boom! Jeez, and I'll tell you what, I was there. I, I when he got that audio there. Couldn't wipe a smile off that kid's face from that. You can hear it in his voice. <laughs> So Quinn is very excited. Uh, you know, he, he that's just how he is. Interesting quote at one point, though. You're like, I'm going to have to go back and get the exact quote, but it was something about, like, they don't want to be around for a rebuild. Yeah, someone just asked that in the chat. Yeah, I, I mean, that quote wasn't, like, directly... It That, that quote's going to be taken out of... Uh, context. Uh, context. As they you. always are. As they always are. That quote will get taken out of context. Um, but, I mean, he still said those words. He did. Like, he said those words, but I think if you actually watch the full answer... Um, maybe not to that, you know, it's not as bad as just tweeting out that quote. I think context is very big with the way that that quote was said, but let's get, uh, let's get into it. Now that you mentioned it, we've had some time. I I, I think that's where I want to start is the timing of it. Obviously. I, I think the timing of this trade makes no sense to me. Um, to acquire this player felt like an off season move. And why, why wouldn't, why didn't they just wait till the off season to make this move? Right. Like, I guess at that point, like, you're like, okay, well, we're getting an RFA who's expiring this year. Is that just smart general managing by Steve Eisenman to be like, hey, if we just do this now, like, they're into it. They The Canucks want this. They want this right deal. Let's just do this now. And they probably aren't even thinking, like, hey, we're, we're basically just acquiring an RFA defenseman who we're about to have to pay a lot of money if he does good with the Vancouver Canucks next season. Which you anticipate he will. Which you do, because, listen... 
Luke Hughes, or not Luke Hughes. I always mix that up when I say that. Um, Luke Shen comes in, plays with Quinn Hughes, looks really good. Noah Juleson, well, he hasn't looked as great. But Ethan Bear comes over here, he looks pretty good. Like, you're going to play with Quinn Hughes. That He's going to make things very easy for you as his defense partner. Philip Ronick doesn't really need a partner to make things easy for him. He's a guy who can do a lot of good things on his own. So when these two start playing together, yeah, I have no doubt that they're, they're going to be a much better pairing. It's probably the best partner that Quinn Hughes has had. You could argue Chris Tanev, like when they were in their prime and Tanev was doing his thing, like the fit was probably a little bit better with how Tanev played and was able to just make that, you know, first pass out of your own zone, but really always be there on the back end when, when you know, transition comes back from the other team. You, you knew that Chris Tanev was always going to be there. It'll be interesting to watch these two play. It's a very new age top pairing in the NHL, I think, the way that they play. Can we get the the wins against replacement up here? The heroic war? Uh, the wins against replacement? Did you see this tweet uh, going around yesterday? Wins against replacement, one of these advanced statistics, takes a lot of things into it. Um, Quinn Hughes is one of the top ten. Let's get the tweet up here. So Quinn Hughes is fourth in the NHL out of defenseman for wins against replacement with a 2.8. Philip Heronik right behind him. So the Canucks now have two top five NHL defensemen in wins against replacement. I think that speaks a lot to Hronik's on a very good season for himself in his career. This is a career year for Hronik. And I think what the Canucks are doing, and it's something we've seen them do a lot in the past, whether it be acquiring, signing, re-signing, the Canucks are fine paying for a player when they're at their peak of their NHL career. Buy high, sell low, baby. It is a very much, listen, when you're buying, you cannot consistently buy high. You need to start buying low on some players. And, I mean, even like Kuzmenko is a good example where it's like they bought very low. They bought low. And then they invested and bought at the height again with, with him, like to, to give him an extension. It's just hey, even when they buy low, they end up buying high after. No more Kuzmenko questions because that extension's beautiful. If you consider what their plan is, and their plan is clearly to get this turned around in a year or two. Yeah, and let's let's get that out there too. Okay, the retool versus the rebuild thing. The wording Listen, did matter all along. Absolutely it did. We were told that this is a retool, not a rebuild. We were told this. We were told this, and then we started to see some moves. We saw the Horvat trade, we saw the Shen trade, and I and I think a lot of people were like me in this degree. We got excited. We got excited because a rebuild was a path that they were at least going down. They just took a very hard right turn and they are not going there, but let's hear Jim Rutherford, right? Cause let's go back to this. This is Jim Rutherford's press conference. This is the day that Tanner Pearson uh, was announced at the injury here. Alex, can we hear the Rutherford talking about a retool? I think my question is in here too. Let's hear this uh, Rutherford talking about the retool, not a rebuild. Jim, I think coming into the season, the expectations were for this team to get into the playoffs is what we kind of heard up to this point. We heard about building and building and building. Has that plan changed quite a bit? And is this team still building or looking towards a rebuild when you talk about these major surgeries? We're not looking towards a rebuild. I'd rather call it a retool. My preference is when we make these deals is not necessarily for draft picks that may come in and help the team you know, four years from now, five years from now, I'd prefer to get younger NHL players that maybe didn't work out in their entry-level contract and, you know, bring them in, give them a second chance. We'll still try to acquire some draft picks, but we have to we have to go about this in a way that that it's not 
a long-term rebuild, okay? And I think we can do that. I mean, they're doing it. They he thinks are, they can do it. They they're doing, doing it. it. Now we wait. And, unfor- and again, Canucks fans, I get it. They have trust issues because this is what the last regime did, and they did it very poorly. Like, Cody Severson just wrote something for Canucks Army. It's up right now, literally posted minutes before we recorded this. The Canucks are drafting more. They have more picks in the first two rounds of this this draft or whatever than, like, three teams, I think, or four, and they're all contenders. They're all contenders. Mm. And in draft history, most recent years, they've drafted the same amount as a bunch of these contending teams. Here's, but they haven't had any team success, and that's where the problem like. comes in for Canucks fans. It's like because they need to rebuild. You know what it, it feels like? This is what it feels like. It feels like you're at the end of a chess game, and the Canucks are the king, and you're just moving it one spot around to avoid getting checkmate. And it's like, yeah, you can keep doing that for a long time, but eventually they're going to checkmate you, and you should rebuild. But at this point, it's just like the king's just moving around slowly, and they're just waiting for the rebuild to happen. But it's like your king's going to need to go down for the rebuild to actually happen, and maybe that king is just Elias Pettersson in the end, right? Like, is that... That's the way things are leading up with the retool. I don't think this Canucks team has enough to retool. Like, I don't think they do. Their prospect pool is too weak. They don't have their draft picks. They looked like they were about to be at that point. And, heck, if they would have just rolled into this draft and actually started making retool moves next year, like next trade deadline, and do a move like this, I would understand it more. The timing would make more sense. We've talked about how many times the Montreal Canadiens, their their situation and how they did something similar and – I brought this up. Very, very similar instance with Kirby Doc, right? That's a young center. You go get a right-handed defenseman, a young one, relatively. He's 25 years old in Philip Peronic. Someone that you believe in as an organization. I understand where the team is coming from. I don't know if this was the right target or if this was the right time. You look at the offseason, right? Like, go find the next, you know, like, Devon Taves. Anybody like Sam Gerard is another good example of someone who might be available. Up, the cap's going to go up. What a million dollars It's going to be all of these cap problems again next year. There's going to be all of these cap problems in the off season. Again, you're going to have more options in the off season. It just, the timing didn't make sense, but here's the thing, man. Heronic's going to come in and be good. Like he is. This is the He's type be a of good player. Defensive. Absolutely. This is the type of player the Canucks needed. Right. But, and and you know what? Like uh, to that degree, like to that point, I, I do think that acquiring this player is great for the Canucks. It's just what they gave up and when they gave it up, right? Because Heronic, I've said it for a long time. The the number one thing this Canucks team needs, you could say it's a, a you know a center or a prospect pool or more draft picks. They really need a guy who's going to play with Quinn Hughes for the next six seven years. Okay, but can I just say something? But here's the thing. Yeah, Quickly, go ahead, let me go finish ahead, my thought here. With that. You need this to work out. Like, Heronic needs to be the right partner for Quinn Hughes. Like, he needs to be the right partner unless unless there's more. And maybe there's more, right? Like, maybe there's more. Maybe there's a reason why we haven't had a media availability from Patrick Alvin yesterday after this big trade that a lot of people in the market wanted to hear some clarity on on why this is the direction they're taking. Or maybe there's something, you know, and we didn't get Patrick Alvin today. Requests have been made. A lot of requests have been, been made. I can guarantee one's been made. I just know that, like... There needs to be something to follow this up for it to make sense because right now it doesn't make sense. And that's that's why I want to wait till the deadline before we make sweeping judgments. But what I want to say, right, like, again, 
Um, Jesse Town brought up in the chat. Maybe Jake Livingstone comes in, plays the Hughes, and then you have Ronick in your top four still. But Let he's me playing with hold on. Else. Let me talk about this for a second. Okay. That I heard from two agents yesterday with NCAA with high end NCAA um, free agents. What the Canucks did yesterday, trading with Hironic, did affect the way that players are going to look at the Vancouver Canucks, specifically the right D market. Yep. Okay? When when agents, what they're doing right now with these NCAA guys, because think about it. These NCAA guys, and this is what I heard from conversations yesterday, these NCAA players, what's going on in their mind right now? They are just trying to play hockey, man. They're, they're about to hit playoff runs in what is likely their final NCAA season. That's what they're focused on. They're not looking at the trade deadline and really picking and choosing. That's the agent's job. The agent's job is to set his you know set his client up for the best chance of of seeing where they can have some success at the pro level and not just the pro level but the NHL level. So when you looked at the Vancouver Canucks and you thought, "Hey, I'm Jake Livingstone and I'm looking at the Vancouver Canucks as a spot where I could go play with Quinn Hughes." That's great. What does that look like now with Phil Peronic here? Definitely a less uh, lesser of a chance that he's going to play with Quinn Hughes. You know, Sam Malinsky, the other right shot defenseman that I think the Canucks are on. He looks at that. They added a right shot defenseman. What do they do at the deadline here? It doesn't affect really what these players are viewing things, but I'll tell you what, it's changing the agent's mind. That's for sure. The agents are the one who are doing the work here to see what's the best spot for their client to go to. And the Canucks position to to be able to pick up a right shot defenseman, it's still good. Don't get me wrong. Like I do think that they're still better than a lot of other teams. There's still be holes able, on the right side. Yeah, to be able to give ice time to a guy at the NHL, the Canucks are still in a good spot of that. But I tell you what, they didn't get any better in the view of these of these free agents coming out of college yesterday by making this trade. They didn't give themselves a better chance of landing Jake Livingstone by making that trade. They didn't have a better chance of landing you know Sam Malinsky because they made that trade. They gave themselves a worse chance of landing these guys. I'm going to say something and sum this up because I, I don't like repeating myself. I don't like repeating talking points that have been said by every single talking head in the media here. The way I look at this, and I'll put it as simple and as unbiased as possible, is you have to ask yourself why Steve Eiserman, with his team five points out of a playoff spot, was willing to sell Tyler Bertuzzi for a first and a fourth to the Boston Bruins, why he was willing to sell Philip Hronick, their top defenseman, not named Moritz Sider. You know, they're, they're kind of competing, but Moritz is clearly going to pass Hronick. Why he was willing to trade that defenseman with his team, again, five points out of a playoff spot for a first and second round pick. That team is sellers. The Canucks, in 27th place by points percentage, were buyers. Yeah, that's, that's all. crazy. That's all it comes down to is Steve Eiserman, the guy who built the Tampa Bay Lightning into basically what they are today. Right, is trying to do the same thing for Detroit. He is trying to win the Detroit Red Wings a Stanley Cup. The Canucks, quite simply put, aren't looking to do the same thing. Now, I understand the Canucks situation is a little more complicated, right? Like it is. It is a little bit more complicated. The Red Wings have Dylan Larkin. The Canucks have Elias Pettersson and Quinn Hughes that they're concerned with, right? And this idea of, okay, well, we don't want to go through a long rebuild. You could have your retool and you could have just waited a little bit longer. Like, I think one more draft. One draft where you had those picks, right, probably helps you big time in that retooling effort. I I think all it comes down to is Heronic's good, but how good are the Canucks as a result of this trade long term? It's a JT Miller thing again. It is, it's, exactly. It's, 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 it's timing, and it, it, to me it's like, this is what the Canucks like. The Canucks now they they pulled their slingshot back a little bit. 
but they, but they have to let it go now soon, right? Like they've they've only got it back two three inches. This slingshot's not going to go anywhere. What Steve Eiserman did, who's closer, his slingshot was already pulled back even more. He just was like, well, I'm going to go add two first round pick back to back days. He just pulled that slingshot way back and was like, hey, when I'm ready to let this thing go, I'm going to let this thing go and I'm going to trade prospects. I'm going to trade draft picks. I'm going to do a really good job of making this team transition from a rebuild to a retool. And Iserman and the and the Red, Red Wings are just going to blow by a lot of teams in the NHL with the assets that they have. I'm not trying to sound mean or pessimistic, and I really do. Uh, like, look, we got a lot of hardcore, diehard listeners, but we we wrote about the Canucks Army, and it it just kind of remains true with their roster construction. I'm not saying this in any sort of spite. I'm not saying it to try to be edgy or anything like that. But this is a team that's built for casual fans. It's and true. It has been since after 2011. They're they're aiming to please casual fans, and they're trying very, very hard. Go look at the Facebook comment section on Canucks Army of this trade. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves the trade there. Like, what are you guys talking about? That D-man, or that D-man's going to play in our lineup right away. When is this draft pick going to play? That Casual fans love this trade, Chris. It makes the team better today, and that's what a lot of fans want. You heard Jim Rutherford say it in the quote that we played earlier. Like, they're looking for guys who can come in and help right now. They like I, it, that's why it's like I, I don't think like I was surprised the deal got done, but was I surprised with the actual thought process behind it? No, because that's what we've been told. And with Heronic, the interesting thing for me is like you're getting him off of that, you know, RFA contract that he signed. It was twelve or was it thirteen million? Thirteen million dollar three years. You're getting him on like coming off of that contract pretty much at the end of next year, right? You're, you're getting them at the halfway point of that contract. You want to get these guys before that contract even kicks in. You want to build your team around an ELC contract where you're like, hey, hey, let's give uh, this this right shot defenseman that we like that we drafted, let's give him, you know, get that ELC through, and then let's get him on a four-year deal at $5 million. And that's when you want to roll with them. Because now they can, what's, who like if Heronic plays really well and he plays in a top-pairing role and he looks good on Quinn Hughes' side, Oh, I can just imagine how much of a raise he's going to need. And it's just, that's the thing with the timing with this team. It's like, they are, they are all in to be competitive. Not not necessarily next year, but it could be next year. If they buy out OEL and buy out Connor Garland, and just like, ah, just, you know, pull out another credit card, deal about that another day. They, they can do this. They could be a more competitive team next year, but man, it's just like, how many times can you, it's like the, the thing I said earlier about Jack, how many times can the King just keep moving one spot and avoiding it until you're like, ah, let's just reset the game. Let's rebuild. Let's rebuild, restart the game. You aren't going to win this one. That's what it feels like a lot of the time with it. And it's just, it's too bad to just like the team. I don't know. There's, and then just on top of it, the Canucks got better. Like they got better. They're going to win a, an extra game or two with this guy in the lineup when he gets here. The defense is going to look better. Heck, Quinn Hughes is playing with Noah Juleson right now. I, I'm interrupting to read a comment a because someone's, no, someone's going off in the comment section. I just want to respond to. How many picks from the next two drafts will be ready for PD and Hughes' window? Dude, it's like these people that say this, it's like, are you stuck in 1990 when it takes years for guys to come out of junior? Like, these gonna players the are question. coming out. These guys that you're, and they never, I see this comment a lot of time. Draft a good Canadian kid. Draft a good Canadian kid. Sure, he's going to play in the CHL till he's 20. These guys that, I talk about David Reinbacker. I will bet you that David Reinbacker's in the AHL next year. 
He's in, he's going to be 18 years old in the AHL next year. A right shot defenseman that you can draft at this year's draft. You maybe could have used that Islanders pick to get this guy. That guy's going to be in the AHL next year playing so close to the NHL. Look at what the Devils are doing with their defensemen that they're drafting. Getting these guys into the AHL. These Europeans, this, a lot of them, aside from the Swedish guys, a lot of them want to come over and play in the AHL their next season after they get drafted because they're with the team. They're developing. There's a lot of hype. Fans love them in the AHL because they're their top-end prospects. Man, these guys are coming quick. Like, it's very different. I don't think you're waiting five years for the, for your, a first-round pick to develop anymore. That's wild to me. Okay, so I'm answering the question, because Cody just wrote about it at Canucks Army. So to actually answer the question, um, first round, 14 players taken. This is the Canucks' current roster, okay? The Canucks have 14 players taken in the first round. Three of them made their NHL debut in their D1 year, so the year after they were drafted. Eight of them made it in their D2 year. Three of them made it in their D3 year, third year after they're drafted, and zero of the 14 made it in D4, D5, D6, D7, D8. Now, the later picks, which are the ones that the Canucks actually have, the Canucks have three fourth-round picks on their team. Two of them made their debut in their D3 season, one of them in the D4 season, and that's it. Like, that, that, that's what you're working with here. And second round, it's, it's a similar story. None of the players, there's six players on the Canucks roster right now, taken in the second round. None of them made their debut in the, fir- in the first year after their draft. So I'll give you that. Sure, maybe don't load up on second round picks. Sure. Two of them made their debut in their second year. And Three, Pod, Pod Colson would have been here before if it wasn't for the KHL. Exactly. Stuff. Three in their D3 year and one in their D4 year. So that's the actual answer to the question. I wasn't just trying to put someone on blast, but this idea that it's going to be five years. There's zero players taken Brian's in the first round. Brian's got a round. great comment here. Zero, sorry, zero players taken in the second round that it took five years. Zero on this roster. Zero of them to get to this team. Keep in mind, these were going to be high draft picks too. It might take a little longer if you're picking 27th or 28th. But despite what the Canucks are doing with their draft capital, they are not a contending team. They're not selecting this late in the first round. These players would be here and they would be making impacts on ELCs. That's a low cap commitment, folks. Imagine what this team could have looked like and the damage they could have done have, had they drafted another Elias Patterson or another Quinn Hughes. And, and here's the thing. It's like, oh, okay. That, that'll, you mentioned like, oh, maybe that happens with a 13th to 20th pick. Can I, can I give you an example? I, I got to look up when he was drafted. So Yuri Kulik, okay? Yuri Kulik was picked 28th overall in this most recent draft. 28th overall he was selected. He's got 33 points in 43 AHL games. He's playing top six minutes on the AHL team as an 18-year-old kid that was just drafted. These people that think that it, that it's going to take five years, and you know what? Rutherford's even said it. Like, he said it. I don't think... The guys who take five years are the guys like Jet Wu, who you're like, oh, like maybe he can be a seventh defenseman for us. Those guys take five years to develop because they have a lot of things to figure out. I don't think that's the way things are going the way that uh, development's I'm not even going to argue with the idea of a retool because that's what this team's chosen. I'm not even going to bother that conversation's been had enough already. But what I am going to say, Chris, is that I was was more open than most to the idea of a retool, but I really thought maybe they would go for someone younger. Like, I I like Hironic as a player, but... I I don't think that's the problem. I think he's at the right age. You do, yeah, I do. I just if they're targeting players twenty five and under, are we really saying okay? Well, let's go for the I limit blinked, of twenty five. If I blinked right now and woke up and it was twenty twenty four, or even or if it was twenty twenty five and the Canucks just traded for a twenty five year old 
Philip Ronick, who, listen, I get it, he'll be two years older. But if I just blinked and opened and he was still 25 and they traded for him, then I'd be like, great, two years from now, that's the move you make. Even next year's deadline, I would have been yeah, like, sure, okay, I exactly. see what you're doing. You did that. Hey, you just went into, you're coming out of the draft now with seven draft picks in the first four rounds. Wow. Look at that prospect pool, how quickly it can change. It can change extremely quickly if, if you do a good job in one draft. And they've added prospects. They were doing everything that felt like they were on the right path that I was so excited about. I was so excited to cover prospects and see what this pool was going to develop into and how those guys could come in on ELCs in the next two to three years and bring something to a lineup. And then if they do well, they're on their second contracts. And then you're like, oh, now we have a superstar Patterson. We have an absolute star on the back end with Quinn Hughes. We have all these guys on on cost-controlled contracts. Hey, we're not worrying about Tyler Myers or any of that anymore. And then it, it all... I mean, it changed. It changed, but I, it, it's like, but that, that was just me being hopeful for a rebuild, right? And that you just, you weren't going to see it happen. We knew it wasn't going to happen, but I get like, I don't know. Maybe I just, I fooled myself into thinking it was possible, I guess, that the, the true rebuild was going to happen. That tweet that Harmon had that went up yesterday, it didn't last 24 hours. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The, the excitement. Select the that most tweet in, was yeah. viral. Explain the tweet. That tweet went viral of harm saying the Canucks have never had this. It was seven first round, seven picks in the first four rounds of the draft. The Canucks have never drafted like that. Well, you know what? They're not going to either. This is so funny. There's just, there's little conversations going on in the comment section of people arguing about this. Folks, all it comes down to is the Detroit Red Wings are five points out of a playoff spot and they're loading up on assets. They're sellers. The Canucks are 27th by points percentage in the league and they're trying to buy. One team is trying to build for a Stanley Cup. The other is trying to build to make a playoff. Push. No, and that's the thing. Like, I get it. You know what? The, that's going to be the thing. We'll we'll watch the Canucks for the next few years here, and, and they'll probably get in the playoffs in the next three years. They better. We better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. They, they probably will over the next three years. They'll get into the playoffs one of those three years. Hey, maybe maybe they go maybe they go on a, a run, right? Maybe they go on a run. That's what you're banking on. You're banking on a lot of maybes and hoping. It just but, doesn't work. It doesn't work in this NHL. That's just, that's what it's going to be. And they're going to try and give a, a pretty exciting group to, to watch on the ice sometimes. Listen, I'm, I'm excited to see Hironic in a Canucks jersey. I'm excited to see him be on a pairing with Quinn Hughes. I'm excited to watch that. I think that's going to be better than what we've seen a lot of on the back end. I'm excited to see that. And if I was just a, somebody who went, went to the game a few times a month or, you know, watches half of them on TV, not all of them, but you watch half of them on TV. If you're just that and you're like, oh, Look at this Ronick guy. He's got a night. He's got a bomb from the point, just like uh, Rick Tockett was talking about. That's fun. That makes the defense look good. You're probably like, cool, this is good. This is a good move. But if you're really wanting and you just, you, you enjoy this team and you read Canucks Army and you listen to this show and you're here at one o'clock Monday to Friday, I don't think that you're very happy in the end because I think you want to see this team win a Stanley Cup. Like you want, 
to argue about what the fourth line needs to change to give this team some success. You need to, you want to argue about if the backup goalie is playing too much because something's changed in the goal, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, if you if you want the Canucks to win a Stanley Cup, I don't know. Uh, you need Jeske, a lot of luck. Jaren Jeske, hopefully I'm not mispronouncing that, asked in the chat, quads, what percentage of diehard fans to casual fans do you think there are in your opinion? This is an interesting question. I think it's an incredibly high amount of casual fans. I think I agree with you. This city really does buy in when the team yeah, is good. Sure. Yeah. Um, they just haven't been in a while. No, and, I, and you know what? In the end, that's what you kind of hope. Just, just hope that the diehard fans, uh, the pain is worth the, the pleasure later on. Yep. Right. And like, that's the thing is we know we have casual fans listening to the show and it's yeah, not, totally. I'm not telling people how to be a fan. I would be a very, I'm a very casual for, to put it in perspective. Baseball. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard baseball fan, but I'm a casual fan of a lot of teams. Like I would hate to listen to someone like us talk about the Seattle Mariners or the San Diego Padres. You know what I mean? Even though those are two, my two favorite teams, I watch baseball for the pleasure. I don't care about the cap gymnastics. I look, it's not my money. I saw you Darvish got signed till he's 42 at 36 years old. And I'm like, wow, that's probably going to age poorly, but who cares? Who cares? Right? Yeah. So if that's how you want to enjoy the team, Hey, I'm not going to say that's a bad idea. You're probably going to watch more wins down the stretch than you are this year. And that's a good thing, right? So, and not down the stretch this year, excuse me. I mean, in future years, I know down the stretch this year, isn't a good thing. I know the casual I mean, fans have even bought on with that. Yeah. I just think, uh, listen, man, let's, let's get to the <laughs> Brian question. Choi. <laughs> Brian Choi said, I would have loved this management team's decision-making if I was eight years old. It's a good way to put it. I loved hey, it. When Brian's they had some good like ones today. I haven't seen Brian's name that often in the chat, but Brian's <laughs> bringing it today. I like that. Uh, let's get to the poll question. Um, it's not in the uh, in the ticker there on the bottom. Alex is probably pissed about that. Is uh, that am I advancing the ticker? or Are we staying here? I'm not sure what to do. With I know you you and your still. damn ticker over there. Yeah, let's go to 23, 23 hours or less. That's what we got here until uh, the trade deadline. But I do have the poll question. Kind of wraps up uh, the trade yesterday. I sent out the poll tw- uh, the poll question tweet yesterday because i wanted there to be like a good sample size let's see i haven't even checked this for a while plus alex still needs to vote um hey alex how are you doing by the way your your sends what's going on you guys are making a push why did they make news did they do something that big uh what's that defenseman you guys got coming in there just gave up a second round pick more oh yeah than, more than vancouver yeah. both our teams traded first rounders for defensemen yeah <laughs> want to hear my prediction? I'm a little more excited for those sends. <laughs> want to hear my prediction? Sure. I'm just throwing it out there because whatever. I'm getting dog soon. Well, um, you could thank you could thank the sends because the sends beat the Red Wings back to back nights, and then the Red Wings decided to go into sell mode and sell around it to the Canucks. <laughs> so this is who's to blame. Salt in the wound. Yeah. What the Alex. heck's going on? Okay. Here? Here's my prediction, Alex. Chris. I'm just gonna throw this out there. My prediction. Someone asked me this day, like the Canucks wouldn't trade their pick. Right, like their pick in this year's draft, because that could land them Connor Bedard. Look, we've heard that they're still going to be active. I threw it out to you off air. Yeah, I'm saying it, it on air. My prediction is that the Canucks trade that pick and either put top ten or top five protection on it, so that they still make the pick and then it top diverts eight. to twenty or twenty four, which would just be a disaster. But um, I, I'm going to predict that they move that pick, but protect nah, it so that can't. if it's top ten, because it's a loaded top ten, Chris, they can't, man. If can't, they were can't in, the, they? No, it would be wild if they were in the position that the Red Wings are were, are in in the standings. Maybe, but uh, but I don't know. 
All right, right do we have the go. poll question? Do we have the poll question up here? Uh, our is. poll question let's brought to you by says. the great folks at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Oh, yeah. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order of pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer, folks. Uh, our poll question is a, the trade. Philip Aronik in a fourth uh, for the Islanders first and Vancouver's second. Folks, how do you feel about this trade. We'll see how Alex votes here. Look at that. 1,200 plus votes. Good stuff. One hour left on it. I'm happy. We need right Ds. It's not great. I'm fine. This is bad. I'm sad. And as always, I'm angry. Where'd you vote on this? Oh, Alex is happy. Okay, so Alex went, I'm happy. We need right Ds. Actually, voting as a Sens fan. Alex, just from, from oh, listen, you're, you're not here in Vancouver. We're not going to make you as like the Sens insider either. But just from like a league-wide view... How do you view this trade? Because we might just be in a little bit of a cycle here, but the Canucks traded a first-round pick of the Islanders that is unprotected next year if they end up keeping it this year, a second-round pick of their own, which is likely to be a top-40 pick in this year's draft, which is very deep at forward. They get back Hronik, who's 25, and a fourth-round pick. From just like a league-wide point of view, you've produced a lot of shows over the last 24 hours, Alex. What do you think of this trade? I think of it very much the same way the chicken trade. Like, how would how did you acquire Elias Pettersson? You traded a first-round pick at the entry draft to get that prospect. Well, here, you guys are sitting around the, the, the GM table, and you're like, we need a right-shot D-man. And then Faber stands up in the corner and says, let's use our first-round pick on it. And then, like, some old guy in the corner is like, yeah, let's get an established guy now. And they went and did that. They just traded their first for, for their D-man, and they... They bought with some certainty, right? So you pay the second for a fourth swap means you've paid two rounds to buy that certainty that that first round pick won't flop because your scouting department has told you that this player is good and he's going to do what he needs to do for your team. To in, in, And they want to do a retool. They're very clear on that. I mean, it was, and, and that same thing with the Chikrin trade. The Chikrin trade, they flopped, they switched a, a first for Chikrin and then that's what what a cost in the draft to acquire that guy anyway. So it is interesting though because I think both of these players have term after. What's Chickering got? Two years after this one? Do you know Alex? Yeah, two years after this one. So you get a player with some term. So listen, I think the return in, in the end isn't that bad, but I do think there's a huge difference because the Senators could make the playoffs. I just saw your guys' poll question there over on uh, on the Sen Show. Are they, you know, 80% of people saying that, that they're going to make the playoffs. What percent of Canucks fans think they're going to make it even this year or next year? I bet it would be less than eight than what we saw in the sense chat, which is, and then it's like, after that, you're paying this defenseman now more money. I so think, I think that's the question. It's about the timing. Like the, the timing makes more sense for the sense. And they got this guy for a couple more years. I think that's a big, even a bigger boost than just, you know, acquiring that player for a rental because that, that's not what it is here. I think the sense trade actually makes so much more sense than the Vancouver Canucks trade. Yeah. Um, I look, I, I think we have to wait till after Friday. Cause I think something's coming. Uh, it's almost time yeah, for us to close the out the show. So something else might be right. coming. Okay. Today. Let's get but, on to ends. I got a bunch uh, of stuff here. You got a bunch. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Then. Well, no, wrap it up. What do you got here? Well, I was just going to say, um, our first poll question after the trade deadline, right? Needs to be, Will the Canucks make the playoffs next year? Okay, and I'll uh, remind me to to uh, to do the guest uh, tomorrow. We got a big guest tomorrow on the show. Uh, tomorrow, excited for that one. I'm not here for that. I know, but remind me to. You got one job to do here. Harmon, one Harman's job. No, Harmon's not the guest. Harmon's in here regularly. Okay, let's go, uh, Lucas Forcell. What did he do yesterday? 
I didn't even read the results. What of the did he do yesterday? He started asking about nah, chicken. It's fine. People get oh. it. They can go over. What no, did no, he no. do yesterday? He's, he came on our show, Lucas Forcell. What does he do today? Scores a goal. 37% of people saying they are angry about the heroic trade. 25% saying this is 26, excuse me, saying this is bad. I'm sad. 25% saying it's not great, but I'm fine. 12% of folks saying I'm happy. We need right defensemen. Okay, continue with your little Lucas Forcell stuff. Uh, all that, right. That's the first time I'm angry one, I think. Just. Yeah, it might be, actually. <laughs> I mean, all time, no. But I think on the YouTube show, yes, it is. But people, yeah, hit a boiling point. Okay, let's uh, go. All right, Neil Suglander's goal last night. Uh, good stuff from him. He scored two goals yesterday. Here's the fun thing about it. We're going to watch this. We're going to watch the first one here where Neil Suglander comes in, breakaway, makes a move to the backhand, scores a goal. Nice little goal for Neil Suglander. And like I said, he ends up scoring two on the night. This is a, this is a bad replay. Who, put this, who tweeted this out here? This is me. I tweeted this out, didn't I? Damn it. Uh, okay, so yeah. Nils Huglander, a little bit of a, a transition breakaway here comes. He ends up scoring a beautiful goal, moving it to the backhand and scoring just a pretty one. Mark Gatcomb on the assist uh, for Nils Huglander down there. That's the stuff you like to see. But it wasn't just that. He ends up scoring basically the exact same goal right after that where he picks off the puck on his own, skates in, leans into the defender. Just a lot of really good stuff uh, from Nils Huglander. And then let's get the final one up here. Uh, Jack Rathbone taking some anger out on this slap shot goal that he scored last night. So three goals from the Abbotsford Canucks. You got two from Huglander. You got one from Rathbone. Rathbone absolutely hammered this thing. He hit it so hard, it might uh, it might shake Aiden McDonough's hand and get him to sign a contract with the Canucks. That's how hard he hit this shot. We'll see what happens. Uh, McDonough's going to be two weeks or a few weeks here until uh, maybe a month until we know what's happening with McDonough. So Okay, anything else or yeah. that way? So Abbotsford, they win big game 3-2 yesterday. Uh, guess tomorrow from the Abbotsford Canucks. Jeremy Calton going to join the show. Uh, he'll be with Harm and I. I don't know. I mean, do we talk trade deadline with the coach, the Oxford Canucks? Maybe. We'll see what happens. We'll uh, we'll have Jeremy Calton tomorrow, though. So good stuff. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, always a good guest. We've had him on the show in the past before. He's a great guest. Okay. Betway. Betway. Let's go. Betway, Betway, Betway. Betway, Betway. Let's do this. Let's get up. You got to go. You got to go. Trade's coming down here in three minutes here anyways. Show's got to wrap up. What's our... Uh, Bets of the day. Do we got it in there? Do we got it in there? Nope. Alex, I feel, I can hear you clicking away over there, Alex. Don't you have them? I, I, I might have them somewhere here. Betway bets of the day. Oh, I, you know what? I'll just do it off the top of my head. I don't know the odds here. Um, either or of Andre Kuzmenko or Anthony Bovillier to score a goal in tonight's game. I believe that's at uh, minus 167. You can also go check out uh, the Betway Got Bets the tweet. of the Day Betway. over at Canucks Army. Yep, so that's the bet, either or. You know I like the either ors. You hit the either or, that's what it is. Um, or our second one, the big one, Elias Patterson to put up two or more points and over 6.5 total goals in the game between the Minnesota Wild and Vancouver Canucks, plus 200. I got a feeling on that one. So I like that. Those are our two Betway uh, Bets of the Day. Wraps it up. You're done. Uh, so Tuesday, I'll be well, back no, on Tuesday. No, you won't. You won't be back in here. You're done with your with coming here in person. Yeah, we're yeah, all we'll be back be on the show online for the rest of the season. So, yeah. hey, it's been a heck of a run. I'll uh, bring the puppy on Tuesday. I'll have him. I'll put been, him on uh, camera. Heck of a heck of a job uh, this season, launching this thing, uh, putting this out there, and uh, having a lot of success. Seeing the amount of numbers of people coming into the YouTube chat has been great. Listen, we're not going to stop doing this show. Uh, but it's been great to have uh, Season's not us over. in person here doing this, right? <laughs> uh, in person, it's yeah. been a lot better. I think that uh, it's been worth it throughout this point in the season and appreciate everybody coming by. We're still going to keep doing the show five days a week. Uh, and actually, Harmon will be in here in person on right. Friday. There so you go. That's still going to be happening. But uh, you got a puppy. It's coming in here. You got it's a coming. day off. I know you want to get out of here. So uh, I'll let you wrap it up. 
All right, yeah, we'll wrap it up there oh, until hold on the next a trade comes down. I'm just trying to uh, – I almost forgot my word of the day, so I'm just going to try and sneak it in here at the end. I'm going to try and burk it into the conversation, if you know what I mean. Okay. Sneak it in there quietly uh, to suppress quietly or indirectly. <laughs> okay. Bypass and avoid. So I burked my, wor- oh my, my word gosh. of the day into the uh, I bet no one here. got that one. No, probably snuck one right through there. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Lard. Thank you so much to everybody who was in the chat today. Lots of interaction. Love to see it. My name is Dave Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Yeah, wrap it up. Chat was on fire today. On fire! Thanks for listening to Canucks Conversation. Hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.